Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Tune in to Sam in the Morning with Charlotte, only on L.A. Talk Radio. And good morning and welcome to Wednesday, September 17th. 17th it is. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> good. I'm quite not here because I uh, had to walk up the stairs four floors. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I know you do it every morning. but it's my morning workout every day. <laughs> yeah, it's not for me. I wasn't prepared for it with 106 degrees outside. My God. Yeah. You know, so things have not improved as far as the heat here. And... Uh, continues to go it makes me a little sick sometimes you know this heat when i'm out there and stuff i it's just exhausting and yeah mm-hmm. it really is bad yeah. i don't know uh, well we have a, a great guest in here in a few minutes we're going to get to him and uh, discuss what he's working on uh, he's been here before by the way and uh, so we'll see what he's done since then um, so how are you doing this morning, Charlotte? I'm good. I went um, I went to see Let's Be Cops last night. Um, it's a movie. Uh-huh. It's so funny. I recommend really? that everyone should see it. It's absolutely hilarious. Really? I was laughing the entire time. Wow. I haven't laughed that hard in a movie uh-huh. in so long. Oh, wow. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really funny. There, hasn't been, there haven't been that many funny movies lately. No. So who's it with? I Anybody we know? No, oh, not. Oh, so it's unknown. It's two guys that are in, they're on a TV show. Um, can't remember what it's called, but they're not super well known. Right. Um, so it's no called Let's names, Be Cops? But it's called Let's Be Cops. Okay. And, and it's just hilarious. Wow, I'll yeah. have to check it out. Yeah. When did it come out like it, last week? It's just so funny. You have to see it. Yeah. Um, I think it's been out, yeah, maybe a week or two. Oh, wow. I yeah. didn't even hear of it. It shows you how much I follow it's uh, hilarious. movies. Yeah. So funny. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, it sounds good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I love comedies, but I haven't seen a good one in a long time, you know? Yeah. It seems like even the funny guys don't do, they don't really do funny movies. I know. They're not funny. And I was I was a little skeptical that I didn't know if this was going to be good and the storyline. I mean, let's be cops. It's right. kind of people Sounds wanting stupid. to be cops. Right. Yeah. Um, but the way it was done, it there's some action in it, and it just I really enjoyed it. Well, I that's it was cool. A really good movie. Okay, yeah. so I'll make it a point to go see yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yesterday. Uh, well, I'm not going to go over this rant again. You probably read my rant on AT&T and stuff on Facebook. I don't know if you did, but uh, I, uh, you know, I mean, they they raised my bill by so much, mm-hmm. you know, after, like, I signed on uh, last year, it was like a hundred bucks a month for TV and, and internet. I said, right. great, you know. Yeah. Uh, then suddenly my bill jumps to 170 wow. a month. Now, you got to remember, this is only internet and TV. And like most basic TV, there's no HBO, no Showtime, right. no none of this. Just the basic, $170, which means that I have to pay like, a, you know, the internet's about, let's say, on its own is about 70 bucks, maybe mm-hmm. 60, 70 bucks. So that means my TV costs me $100 a month to watch CNN about a few minutes a day. Right. That's about it. Yeah. There's no way. No way. Yeah. So I, I chat with them online. I call them and stuff. Nobody's willing to do anything for me. And I just said, you know what? The hell with you. You guys are not trying real hard. I'll go somewhere else. 
So I canceled my service. Oh, wow. Yeah, not thinking, well, maybe at least I should wait until I get a new one, right? <laughs> so I kept the internet, at least. I was smart enough for that. But the TV, I told them, okay, go ahead and cancel it right away, you know? Mm-hmm. So they did, and I had no TV. <laughs> oh, no. So then I went sign on with Time Warner, and I realized it's going to take a few days. And besides, after chatting with them, I confirmed my suspicions that they're just as bad, you know? <laughs> no. I mean, they're all the same, yeah. you know? They're all mm-hmm. the same. So to go from one bad to another uh, didn't make sense to me in the end, you know? Did you go I back figured, to AT&T? Well, I figured, you know, so so uh, Time Warner were going to give it to me for about 100 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. I thought, great, you know? But then you have to wait for the technician, and the technician costs money to come over, so right. you might want to do it yourself, and that's a pain in the ass. And I thought, you know what? The hell with this. I'll just go back to AT&T. Oh, I already no. have all the equipment and everything yeah. and everything set up, you know. Yeah. Because when, when you switch and then you switch internet, you got to switch a lot of things too, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, email, although I don't use their email. But still, there's, a, there's things you need to change when you, uh, when you change your uh, provider, your net internet provider. So um, I just thought, you know what, the hell with this. Where They get us by the testicles. There's nothing we can do, you know. And uh, I'll just joined the club and uh, what I did is I chatted back with them I called them and they sent me about 35 bucks so it's now it's 130 mm. instead of 175 well, that's, that's better than yeah that's, nah, that's okay but so still you. it's a lot of money you know yeah. I don't even know why I'm keeping my TV but like I said yesterday I didn't have it and I sort of missed you know the news channels I'm, yeah. I'm used to watching that and when it's you don't have it that's when you miss something exactly you know but all the other shows to hell with them I don't care I don't even watch you know yeah. I watch like Under the Dome and uh, Two and a Half Men that's about it that's the extent of my watching you yeah. know <laughs> I'm the same I, I watch Friends yeah you still watch Friends <laughs> still watch Friends wow. although I'm very upset because Nick and Naya has changed their schedule and now they're playing How I Met Your Mother oh really so it's really, <laughs> it's really throwing me off it's really throwing me off because now every time that I would turn the TV on right. and Friends would be on it's not yeah yeah. Well, would like, you have you no. considered taping? <laughs> yes, I've recorded a lot of episodes so that if I really want to watch Friends, exactly, I have some in episodes. case you have withdrawals or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny stuff, man. So yeah, you can't win with these companies, you know. I mean, you no. call; it's always the same. Uh, cell phone companies the same way, you know. Mm-hmm. But at least I'll stick it to them with a the cell phone. I'm going to go somewhere else with that. I think there's actually better than AT&T out there. Yeah, I'm on AT&T and I hate them. I'm yeah. just waiting for my contract to end so that I don't have to pay the $200 cancellation fee. That they right. To- Unless you go, if you go to Sprint, they pay off that cancellation fee. They pay off everything, you know. Hmm. It's just like, just join us. But people are saying Sprint is not very good. That's what I heard. I heard the signal's not very good. Yeah. I think I would go to Verizon. Yeah, that's what everybody says. And, yeah. and also their phones are unlocked, their iPhones. So it's... Oh, uh, really? Yeah, so if you go overseas and stuff, it's you can use it. Although, you know, I mean, even when it's not locked, you can get somebody to unlock it for you through Craigslist. Right. It costs like 10, 20 bucks. That's what I did when I went to Israel. And it's cool, you know, because bef- before that, you couldn't use your iPhone anywhere. But then there's people that do it for you. You just get on Craigslist, you send them 10, 20 bucks on PayPal. And they Your do phone it? is unlocked, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you don't even have to go there or anything. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, I know. I didn't even realize they had locked phones anymore. Oh, they do. I remember when that was when I was younger and we would come to America on vacation. Yeah, and you couldn't use it, right? we had to get the phones unlocked before we came. But 
But that's, you see, I'm... that's in Europe. In Europe, they're not locked. Here they are. Oh. Yeah. So if you brought a phone from Europe, it's probably not going to be locked. And I guess I'm only using it on Wi-Fi when I go home. Oh, okay. I don't use. Right. I don't turn my phone on. Right. So, so you can't charged. really make calls, though. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't make calls. You see, what you should do is uh, take an unlocked phone with you. And then you go and you get like a prepaid card or something. Right. You know, for 30 bucks, 40 mm-hmm. bucks. And then you can make calls just like anybody else. You can send text. You can use data and everything. You're not tethered to the Wi-Fi. Yeah. So you might want to consider that when yeah. you go next time. Hmm. And it's, yeah, and it's really inexpensive to do. Right. And then you have all the functionality of the iPhone. So it's worth it. And uh, But yeah, so I'm thinking of I'll, I'll change as soon as the iPhones are out, the new ones. We'll jump to another provider, you know. Yeah. Even if I have to pay the cancellation fee, the hell with them, you know. I don't care. That way we can all get new iPhones and everything, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. We're four people on the plane, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to be able to shop around. Although my daughter worked for AT&T for a brief few days <laughs> or a couple of weeks. <laughs> and, uh, so she didn't she, like them? No, no. <laughs> so she adjusted the uh, the bills for for us where she could find the biggest savings and stuff. Oh, nice! But yeah, she no, she was working at a AT and T wireless store, and she said she just couldn't handle it. You know, all the people were coming in with complaints and angry and irritated. Everyone's so angry. I'm always yeah. angry when I go to them. Yeah, you know. So we talked about this, you know, and she just said, "I don't want to take other people's shit." You know why? Yeah. So and they're the ones that. you get mad at when they can't give you what you want. You're like, well, yeah. why? Yeah, exactly. Why can't you give me what I want? <laughs> exactly. The employee is just there. They don't know. Yeah. You know, they just yeah. have to follow their orders and stuff mm-hmm. or instructions, whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, you know, so it's it's uh, it's like you can't win with these things, you know. They're all the same no, because can't. they're monopolies, you know. Like, for example, if I live here in the AT&T area, I can't get Verizon Internet. You know, because they don't cover the area. Right. So th- that's monopoly. You know, mm-hmm. the same with Time Warner Cable. You can't go anywhere else unless, you know, if you want cable, uh, unless you want to go to them. Yeah. You know, I so. think I had Direct TV when I was in. Yeah, Direct TV you yeah. can, but that's not cable. That's satellite. So it's um, different. Yeah. Oh, you I need a dish the for difference. that and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no cable. It's just like it goes through cables. You know. Uh, underground, but uh, but satellite, you put a dish on your um, on your balcony or whatever on the roof, and uh, and you get the signal that way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a lot going on in the news. Uh, the most important thing, I guess, is iOS eight is coming out today. So uh, for I don't the even iPhones. have the latest one. You don't have because I don't seven? have enough space. Well, I have. I don't know. You what have I the have. seven, I'm sure. I, I well, yeah, but then there's like seven point one, seven point two. Oh, 7. I see. 3, yeah, seven point four. It's probably updated it automatically for you. Know? No, I still have the little one because oh, I don't yeah. have enough space on my phone yeah. to <laughs> download it because you have to have a certain amount of space. Right. That's always a hassle trying to get the right amount of space. That's true. Yeah. Well, you don't have to put so much stuff on your iPhone. <laughs> you I can really back don't up have something. that much it, stuff it's funny on it. That's that, what I don't understand. Like, I have photos, but uh-huh. how much room does photos really take how, up? How much memory do you have on your iPhone? 16? 32? I have no clue. Probably uh, 16. Pr- probably 16, yeah, yeah. The, the minimum. That's what I have, too. And, you know, I mean, I got like a million uh, uh, pictures and... and uh, and songs too, you know. Yeah. Well, not a million. I mean, when you compare it to my kids' phones, I mean, mine is relatively empty. They need <laughs> sixty-four gig. 
<laughs> to store all their stuff. So, but I just don't understand why you have to carry all the stuff on your phone all the time. Not you. Yeah. I mean, in general, you know. Yeah. I but don't even have that many songs on. Yeah. I don't know what my phone's all messed yeah. up. Yeah. You have to look at it. Maybe you have videos. Do you have videos on no, there? No, I delete them. Really? Because I always get the messages. Your phone's running out of space. You should right. delete something. Wow, that's yeah. unusual. So I don't know what's going on with your phone. You better check it out. And I'm sure you need a lot of, of space. And the thing is, when, when you update your phone, mm-hmm. they say you need a certain amount of space, but you really don't. Right. It it's just for the installation process, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. And then it deletes some of it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what you know what can you do about this? But I think it's, it's going to have some additional functionality and stuff. But then again, you know, we're probably going to get a new iPhone soon. It'll have it on there, so who cares, right? Right. Yeah. I hope it's not as different from that iOS 6 was to iOS 7. That was right. a big change. That was a big change, yeah. <laughs> I hated it, but now I'm used to, to it. Take. Yeah. <laughs> change, no. I feel like change like that is a lot for people. Yeah. It took me so long to get used to the new iOS. I was like, oh my gosh, the screen is a different color. The apps are a different shape. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a lot of apps on your phone, maybe? Not really. Not really, huh? No. I know. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> All right. And uh, just this this last thing before we get to our guest. Uh, they're saying that, uh, did you read about this, that Joan Rivers' doctor took a selfie yeah. while he was working on her? <laughs> yeah. I guess it wasn't the, the regular doctor that had done... Um, whatever was scheduled to be, to be done, her ear, mm. nose, and throat doctor, okay. then who wasn't um, allowed or certified to be doing what then he was going, he was going to do another biopsy right. um, on the throat, and that was where everything went wrong. Wow. Um, but it, it sounds pretty far-fetched. Yeah, but... yeah. But, but I read it on a like, um, credible source, yeah. so... Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's possible that he did that, you know, yeah. but uh, but I don't know that it was responsible for her death. Because the, well, I'll bet can- you they'll investigate that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Wow. All right. Well, uh, we're going to get to our guest right now, who's sitting patiently and listening to us to all our bullshit. <laughs> 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 and uh, so we have uh, Brian in the studio. Brian, uh, what's your last name, Brian? Tell us. Storkel. Brian Storkel, Storkel yes. that's right. Uh, there it is, right there, Brian Storkel. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me back. Of yeah. course. You're a filmmaker, right? Yes, sir. You make films. Yes. And you've been here before. You reminded me about two and a half years ago. Right. It was a, it was a little while ago. We came with a right. film called uh, Holy Rollers. Right. Yeah. And what was that about? That was about a team of gambling pastors that took Vegas for millions. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, you were you were not part of that. You, you did um, the, I the was, movie. I was involved with the team as well, but I, I directed the film. Right. So. so last time, were you here with the guy from the team? Um, yeah, there was one of the girls. I remember one of the somebody girls, telling yeah. us. One of the girls from the team was here. Right, um, that's and, right. And yeah, she told you all about her, uh, her, all her crazy. Yeah, crazy like antics. the counting cards and things yeah, like that, yeah. right? At the casino. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's obviously illegal. Right. No, and, uh, it's not. <laughs> but, uh, but how, I mean, how did they figure that you're counting? I mean, can, they can tell, right? Yeah, that was, you know, basically they could tell by the way you raise your bet. Um, when your bet goes up and down drastically, I think that's mm. the biggest giveaway. When you're, you know, when you're betting a hundred dollars, and then all of a sudden you're betting two or three thousand, wow! Um, then that's kind of, 
you know, that's a giveaway. And, and what you do is you bet when the count is bad, mm-hmm. when the count is low, you bet a small amount of money so that you don't lose it. But as soon as, you know, the count goes up and the advantage right. is in your favor, that's when you want to put your money on the table. Right. Um, because that's when you're going to make, make money, obviously. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of the gist of it. Isn't that funny, Charlotte? Yeah. I mean, people do do that. You I know. know. And they had like a whole team of people doing this, right? Yeah. And if I remember correctly, they were not really making money. They were just being hired by these people, is right? This a, is this a true story? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this it's is, a true story. The, they made a film oh, on DVD here. Oh, I didn't realize it was here. a true Holy story. Rollers. Yeah, it's a, no, it's a, a documentary. It's on Netflix now. It's Holy Rollers, the true story of card-counting Christians. So yeah. they were pastors, too. And yet they kind of they were paid hourly to, to play in casinos. Um, and the team had a bankroll of like a million or a million and a half dollars in cash. And, you know, they'd give you $100,000. You go to the casino and see if you could win. Yeah. Um, after a lot of training, of course. But, right. Um, what pressure, huh? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Can you wow. imagine? Yeah. They give you that kind of money. Even just you... carrying it around. Carrying, yeah. Carrying around those, you know, wads of cash in your in your jeans was is not a easy thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, try and look true. inconspicuous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that you're carrying that no, much money. Yeah. Especially going through airports. That was, yeah. Well, so, I mean, how did you find out about them, uh, you know, in order to make a movie i mean the, the yeah, idea that, must have come up that film was made because i i was i was friends with one of the guys who started the team mm-hmm. um so we had talked for a long time about what he was doing and then we finally decided like hey we should make a movie of this um so mm-hmm. because i was close to him already he kind of you know i was kind of on the inside and they trusted me and allowed me to come in and film everything they were doing so. That's oh cool. so you were friends of one of the people that, yeah. that was actually doing yeah this. yeah oh wow <laughs> yeah but this is illegal right no not at all it's not. It's completely. It's just playing the game, you know, that they offer. By oh, so their it's rules. not illegal. I just no, no, said it was no, illegal. No, it's not at all. Oh. Yeah, it's. It's, it's just, but they not. don't. But they can throw you out. They can if throw they you out to. because oh. they can refuse service to anyone. So right. if they don't like if you start to beat their game, they can just ask you to leave. Right. Right. Uh, but you're playing by their rules. Right. You know, you're you're just beating their game. You've gotten really good at a game the casino offers. Right. And because you're too good at it, they don't want you there. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Because wow. you're gonna take all the money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, the thing is, casinos set up to always take your money because they don't have to get up and leave at a certain point. Right. You know, they can play forever. They've got an unlimited source of money, so they're always going to beat you. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. because at a certain point, you're going to run out of money. Mm-hmm. You know, but they don't. They don't run out of right. money. Right. That's what made me mad about this. Is that I feel like you know, if you learn how to play their game, you should be able to do it. Like, right. There's no, you know, you're not using any computers, you're using your brain. Right. Um, and, you know, they're... Outsmarting them. Yeah, you're outsmarting the casino, but, you know, they're, they just want the stupid people in there that are going to just hand over <laughs> right. their wallets and their credit cards and say, here you go. Right. Yeah. So. Well, we'd probably do the same thing if we owned the casino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you> hey. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny that they're Christians and stuff, that that was a funny angle yeah. on it. Uh, I mean, the title enough is, uh, you know, is enough to make you want to watch the movie and uh, it's pretty interesting so I mean in the movie do you actually show them in a casino I can't imagine really they let you film them well they didn't let us oh okay so it was like hidden cameras (laughs) we did some hidden cameras we did um, we were approved by some casinos to come in and film you know other things at the casinos so we talked to the casino side and you know we're able to follow around one of their workers um, and then we were also able to go into other casinos with our, with our hidden cameras. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I know, How does it feel takes... going in with a, hit, with a hidden camera? Like... Yeah, that was crazy because yeah. it's kind of, I mean, with normal hidden cameras, there's no, 
uh, legal risk. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I was going in with the hidden cameras, I felt like I could be accused of cheating. Right. Even though that wasn't what I was there to do, I had a camera at a blackjack table um, in a yeah. casino with you know hundreds of cameras in the sky watching me. <laughs> right. um, and I felt like, yeah, there was a risk there that if they did catch me with the camera that they could accuse me of you know trying to cheat or do something mm-hmm. illegal. Yeah. So... Wow, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty. So they would uh, were they going to Vegas mostly? The yeah, all over the filmed? country. I mean, there's a lot in Vegas, but th- you could also find these backwoods, you know, casinos in Kansas or whatever, where you could um, sit all day and play, and they wouldn't know that you were, you know, counting cards. Why they're so, not that sophisticated? No, they would catch on. It would just take them a little longer. Like in Vegas, they're trained for it, and yeah. you know, they see card counters every day, so you maybe last thirty minutes at a blackjack table. But you know, you go out to Kansas and you go on the right day, and there's some new guy working there. He's never seen a card counter before you know right. you get a you know a good eight or ten hours of play in and then you know the guy comes in the next morning the boss and looks at the tapes and says what are you doing like how did you not see this you know um, wow so you know yeah they went all around the country for sure yeah so no but i mean you were involved with them and everything filming them did you uh did you learn how to count cards too i did yeah and i actually played for the team a little too while really I, while I did they gave me some money and i played you know for oh, about wow. it year and a half while I was making the movie and it kind of helped fund my uh, my movie-making hobby. That's very cool. Yeah. So the people behind this, I mean, obviously they're taking a big risk, but they're also making a lot of money, huh? Yeah. No, they were making a lot, and the investors were making the a lot. But, I mean, right. it was a team effort. You know, there were so many people that were, that were involved. Um, you know, they had... 25 investors or something so it kind of when the money came in it split out mm-hmm. um so it wasn't the two guys that started it were making a, a decent amount of money but most people were just getting a little bit here and there you know and a, a good return on their investment i think that most of the time it was at least 100 percent return per year oh not bad yeah not so bad you double your double your money every yeah, year double your money yeah. what the hell you don't have to work either can't find that anywhere <laughs> yeah, really. no, so, I can't. Right? yeah. No, so let me ask you is it pretty hard to count cards i mean you have to remember a lot right yeah it i mean it 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 basically just takes, I think, a lot of practice. So mm. before I started doing it, I, I spent, I think, a good, you know, a good month or two just practicing. And then, you know, mm. you'd go to casinos and bet $5, you know, and spend, you know, eight hours in a casino just betting $5 and getting used to, mm. you know, getting used to counting. And and uh, it just it's just more practice, I think, than, than brain smarts. Like, I don't consider myself an actually, like, a super, you know intelligent you know math you know right. genius or anything i think it just took the the effort the practice and the repetition right. yeah and uh, the memory and stuff like yeah. this wow yeah. that's pretty cool i wish i could do yeah, that it's really interesting. maybe we can learn yeah, hey. I mean, yeah i'm sure you can learn how yeah. to do that but uh they have but, a yeah, site they, actually the guys train people online now they're not really? playing anymore but it's like <laughs> blackjackapprenticeship.com <laughs> and they you can buy a membership there and, really yeah and, wow. and they'll teach you how yeah to they'll do teach that. you how to count cards they do boot <laughs> camps now in vegas and stuff where you can come for a couple of days and just get a really intense training at a, at a blackjack boot camp wow so, that'd be pretty cool yeah. and i guess if you don't go uh if you don't go crazy with it they may, might not figure out for a while right i mean yeah, if, if you get away with like a few thousand or something right I, I think if you were betting you know smaller amounts in vegas and like staying under the you know staying in the couple hundred dollar range right. on your on your bet like that you probably wouldn't get noticed as much yeah. um, but you wouldn't be making very much either right um so it's kind of yeah, the goal of the black team. Ba- blackjack you don't make a lot of money unless you like double bets and things like well that, it's right? just a matter of betting a lot at the right time mm. um but you know i think that i think that uh 
if you're playing perfect blackjack and counting cards and everything, like you still would need to have a sizable bankroll in order to make it yeah. profitable for you. Like I couldn't, mm-hmm. even though I know how to count cards, I couldn't go to Vegas with ten grand and yeah. just assume that I would do well. Like I might lose that ten grand in the first like in the first shoe I play yeah, if I'm betting true. too much. Yeah, um, because there's a lot of ups and downs, but over time you're going up. So it's it's you have to have a big enough bankroll though that you can take that loss. Wow. So if you're you know if you go down twenty thirty grand, yeah. you need to be able to keep playing. Yeah. So that you can come back up. That's so. true. Wow. wow. Yeah, gambling, man. It's it's dangerous business there. You know, I, I don't is. gamble. You know. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's too much. You know, I, I can't deal with it. I like the slot machines. Yeah, exactly. There's too much intimidation around the tables too, with all the, uh, you know, bosses and stuff there. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. So, what's the film's name again? If somebody wants, um, Holy Rollers. It's on Netflix or HolyRollersTheMovie dot com. Holy um, Rollers. Yeah. So yeah. you guys can go ahead and check it out. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. You know, I think it's uh, it's something that um, uh, that you know. I mean, I'm curious about that. You know. Yeah. It's like things that are happening that you don't even know. Yeah. You know. Definitely. <laughs> and that's kind of. I think the two things going together. You know, just the pastors doing something where you know they weren't. So, you know, to me, like traditionally, you're not, you know, Christians are not, you know, supposed to be in casinos, like taking right. money from casinos like that. So that and that kind of transitioned into the in the next film. To as the well. new yeah. film, right. The two things going together that aren't supposed to be, you know, going together. Right. So let's discuss the new film now. Uh, let's just get a little background on you. So uh, obviously, is this like your second uh, film? This is the second documentary I've directed. Yeah. Oh, do- I've edited other ones and produced other ones. But this is like my next big project that that I've you know actually directed. Okay, so, so you're a director. That's what yes. you do, and you find producers and everything to uh, to finance the movie and things like that. Yeah, I mean funded. sometimes it, it varies. So yeah. there's private investors, or sometimes like now I'm doing a film for ESPN that they hired me to do. So that's like the next project I'm directing. So it's you know whoever you can get to pay for it really. Right. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. So ESPN uh, hired you to do a movie. Yeah. We're doing a little uh, little bowling documentary. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So documentaries is is really where where your passion is. Yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. So uh, when did you start this? I mean, when did you become interested in film um, and directing? Yeah, I I it's been you know I moved out here probably nine or ten years ago now. Um, and right when I got here, I started on a on a documentary that I oh. shot. And where from? Where did you move from? Uh, we were in Oklahoma for oh really? Well, for like seven years, and then I was in. Raised, raised in Seattle before that. Oh, wow. So. Okay, cool. And then you decided you're going to come here because of the film yeah. industry yeah. and stuff? Um, it's the best place to be for that. Yeah, yeah. obviously. It's, so, well, I mean, what made you decide to follow that route? I mean, did you... Um, and you chose documentaries. I mean, yeah. a lot of people probably would just want to do like a fiction. No, I, I actually... It, I started in comedy and did some in Oklahoma. I was doing like my own comedy show. I had uh, a show on Fox there that was really? just, just regional, but it was like a sketch uh-huh. comedy show. Uh-huh. Um, and I did a lot of that. And I started going to film festivals a lot and just enjoyed watching documentaries. And mm-hmm. when I say documentary, I don't mean like the, you know, like a really dry, like historical piece. Right. I like, like modern things with quirky characters, you know, that like right. almost come across as a spinal tap or something right. like some of the films I like are, are almost mockumentaries because they're so, you, you can't, you almost can't believe that they're real. Right. So I like those kind of fascinating things and, and, and the very quirky characters. And, and yeah. so I started watching films like that and really enjoying them at these film festivals. And then, uh, 
you know, just ended up going that direction. You know, I was like, if I like watching these so much, why not make them? Right. Um, yeah. But it's a lot harder to make them than watch. Yeah. Them. Huh? So <laughs> documentaries are tough. Yeah. So now, how do you go about this if somebody's interested in doing this? And based on your experience, by the way, we're talking to Brian Storkel, and he's a, uh, a director of documentary films. And we, uh, we were talking about uh, Holy Rollers, and uh, we're going to talk about the new film in just a second. Uh, so uh, now, so you come to L.A. and stuff. How do you get a movie made? I mean, where do you have I to mean, go first? I think with documentary, it's a lot easier because to start at least because you could just you know have your little camera and start filming with whatever idea you have right away. That's I mean, true. You don't need a right. cast or anything. You don't have to go write a script. You don't have to right. get together your whole production team. You know, you can shoot by yourself. Um, right. So I think with documentaries, like when I first got here, there was me and a friend, and we started filming with some people right away, um, mm-hmm. and and then we edited the film by ourselves. I mean, a lot of the crews I've been involved with have been, you know, just a couple people, right? Um, and you can all so, do it all. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no. So so it's definitely a lot more attainable than that. That you know, ra- coming up with oh, even I need to raise a hundred thousand dollars, you know, before I can even go into production, and I need to right. plan all my locations and you know all my you know everything like mm-hmm. that. Like it's it's easier than that for sure. You still yeah. have to have a great idea um but yeah. if you have that idea like we can start on it tomorrow right yeah. wow. wow that's pretty cool yeah so but i noticed in, in the new film you have uh quite a team right i mean it's a few a few guys yeah. producers there's another director yeah. and so forth. Yeah. so let's talk about the new film what's sure. it called fight church fight church yes. like the fight club yes like the thing. fight club except uh-huh. it's uh, it's cage fighting pastors cage fighting pastors yes. people actually do cage fighting yes really it's like yeah. ufc fighting but these are pastors that enjoy doing it so really? you know they fight on saturday night and preach on sunday morning <laughs> wow and they have like their own league and stuff or what um they're or all they involved in different leagues in different so the, leagues. yeah the pastors we followed were kind of spread out around the country there's four main main pastors and uh they're involved in separate leagues where you know wherever they live wow and how did you find out about them um it was actually through holy rollers i was showing that documentary at some festivals and um this guy daniel youngie he walked up to me and said you know hey i'm working on a new film about fighting pastors and it might be a good match so we started talking and you know then a couple of weeks later i think we decided that uh, we should do this film together mm-hmm. um and it it was great because he had a lot more experience than me too like he was he was already an Oscar-nominated, you know, filmmaker and Emmy, you know, nominated filmmaker. Wow. And then as soon as we started working on it, um, he got nominated again. And then during the production, he won an Oscar. Really? So, wow. Yeah, and what's so his name? Daniel Youngie. Dan- Daniel yeah, Youngie. Yeah. And he's a... Uh, oh, so that's the, uh, the your co-director, right? Yeah. I see yep, he's, he's yep. on the website. Yes. You guys can uh, follow us, uh, fightchurchfilm.com, and you can learn more about the film and Brian and everybody else involved. Uh, so this is cool. So he was doing documentaries as well. And uh, so he got uh, so he got a, uh, a an Oscar for what film? Uh, for a film called Saving Face. Saving uh, Face it's about uh, women who are victims of acid violence in Pakistan. Wow! Yeah, that's pretty, pretty scary uh, stuff, huh? And this was his follow up. So he goes from like acid violence to like fighting pastors. You know, yeah. kind of a not as a, not as deep of a topic, but right. Um, but still, something that's very interesting because that's not. What, I mean, like you said, they are fighting yeah. in the ring on Saturday night, and then 
preaching in the in Sunday morning and leading right. a service, and that's just not what you <laughs> yeah. would ever expect. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, our whole the main question that's posed in the film is, you know, can you love your neighbor as yourself while you're kneeing him in the face? You know, yeah. So it's it's the whole punch thy neighbor concept like uh you know is is this are the teachings of fighting you know compatible with the teachings of jesus you know? right so that's what we kind of explore in the film and and but isn't know. that just a sport or yeah I that's mean, i think that's what i've learned from it most is um you know i i was questioning the morality of it to begin with and whether they should be doing this but i think as as i've spent a couple years you know involved in this and you know discussing it with with these fighters and these pastors i've realized that i mean it is just for sport um right and if i don't like that sport i don't have to watch it right i think they're two consenting adults and they can do what they want you know like it's within reason within legal reason you know as long as it's not affecting other people they're both in the cage willingly and fighting each other right um and they're doing it for sport Um, right i still don't like the sport personally like i'm not a fan at all right Um, is it pretty violent yeah it is yeah so so that's yeah so that sort of like makes it sort of a questionable sport mm-hmm. but uh, so I can see why you'd want to be involved in that I mean why would these people do this in the first place right so what are some of the reasons that these people get into this I mean they, they have they must have a full life you know being pastors and with their community and everything why do they do this yeah I think I mean I think some of them it might be an outlet um, you know they have this whole, this one life that you know they're living where they're you know they're preaching and they're busy with people coming to them with their problems all day long um and it's kind of a nice outlet to go be able to let some aggression out you know in the gym right Um, and they train for months before they actually have a fight most fighters will only fight a few times a year um so a lot of it is just this gym time you know and like practicing and training and bonding with other guys and you know and and building friendships and and you know getting stronger and getting better at your craft um yeah and uh i think that part of it is probably why most of them do it just wanting something like that to be involved with that they can you know a hobby outside of their right normal what a hobby though you know i mean you get beat up and stuff yeah and don't you get like excuse me um is the face off god because so how do you say if they get punched and then they have to go to church the next day and they have a black eye no we have we have that scene in the film like we have a guy preaching with a black eye the next day um (laughs) yeah no it's it's fortunately none of them got hurt you know too badly in any of the fights that we filmed um too badly yeah oh, I mean, none of them really i mean there was a black eye and there was you know a few little minor injuries but for the most part they stayed safe so yeah wow. so i see this this is called mma fighting martial mixed martial arts yes. so they use like Kung Fu and karate and everything. It's like anything goes pretty much. There's a mix of, of, of different techniques for sure. So okay. um, they can use a lot of different techniques. There's different techniques when you're standing than when you're on the ground, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the different grappling techniques. And I, I'm not an expert in any of this, so I'll probably get it. I'll probably butcher this. <laughs> That's but, okay. Uh, That's why the film. But, you know, right. basically, uh, it's not no holds barred, though. There's still rules. Right. There's definitely rules, you know, no groin shots. You can't, like, gouge someone's eye out. Right. You, know, you can't kill them. <laughs> there's things, but oh you boy. can, you know, and depending on the league or the the place, you know, some places won't, you know, if you're the Florida fights that we were involved with, mm-hmm. you couldn't hit them uh, in the face while they were on the ground. Yeah. But other places, that's completely <laughs> really, it's fine. Okay. Like you can smash them in the face until they either tap out or pass out. Really? Yeah. Wow. wow. And they could be bleeding and everything yeah, and you yeah. can still go on. Yeah. 
Wow. Yikes. <laughs> Very. Oh. And there's a amount of rounds. There's three or five rounds you uh-huh. know, of, a, of a certain amount of minutes, depending on if it's the championship round or not. Um, and they, you know, they just go until the end of the round. And, mm-hmm. and if nobody taps out or gets knocked out, um, at the very end of all the rounds, they'll have a score actually, and it'll you know just like boxing, they'll have a decision. Oh wow! So there's judges. Very cool. Yeah. So how many did, did you find out? How many like the uh, the estimate of how many people are involved in the sport, not just pastors and stuff, but in general, is it pretty popular? No, it's it's yeah. huge. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's supposedly it's still the fastest growing sport in the country. Oh I mean, really? It's, it's definitely. Uh, oh. been on the rise the last 10 years mm-hmm. you know it's it's very popular wow and is it a lot like the 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 wrestling we see on tv or is it it's like probably, wrestling no. yeah it's no. probably more brutal than that oh yeah right? yeah well wrestling is yeah. technically throw. well it's, it is staged yeah so and that's true a lot of that is yeah yeah, yeah. have you watched boxing i mean uh, sometimes i so, do right so i mean you can you can in boxing um you know you stand and take hits Right in the head for however many rounds. Right. Um, MMA is less rounds, and a lot of times it goes to the ground. Like they'll stand and take hits. Their gloves are a little smaller. Right. Um, they don't have huge boxing gloves. Um, but as soon as they go to the ground, it'll turn into you know a grappling or jujitsu kind of thing where they're you know leveraging arms and trying to get into you know get their arm into a point where they can you know force them to tap. Right. Uh, you know, so there's all sorts of ground stuff as well. And sometimes if they get stuck in a spot, they'll stand them back up and have them go at it again. Wow. Um, but um, they don't. There's not as much time on the feet. I yeah. think is the biggest different wow with um the your target market are you kind of targeting christians and religious people because i i would some people be offended that this yeah is definitely going on? <laughs> yeah no that so we're not and in the film too we cover both sides so we have you know this priest that is adamantly opposed to it that is actually fighting it's illegal in new york the only state where it's illegal oh, wow. um, and he's fighting to he's fighting to keep it illegal in the state so he uh you know we we show his side we also show another fighter who's you know debating whether or not he should still be doing this and whether it whether it actually meshes with his christian beliefs um so we try to show all aspects but i think with these films they're more um mainstream than we can't market them specifically at churches because there are a lot of church people that will like them but there's also a lot of traditional church folks won't um, right because it's very much like going against the grain of what they're used to and i think i mean that's why i like to make them i would love for those people to watch them and to think about this and say oh you know like why do i think gambling is a sin or why do i think that you know this whole fighting thing is wrong Mm -hmm. um if they come out of it still thinking it's wrong, that's fine. But at least they thought about it, you know. So hopefully, that's kind of why I like to make them. And I think they they appeal more to to uh, you know to all audiences to you know the mainstream. Yeah, to as people well. that are yeah. curious yeah, about these yeah. things, yeah. you know, because like I would never even think that this thing exists. Right. And stuff. Yeah. So they fight like in cages and stuff. Right. Right. Like a cockfight or something. Right. <laughs> people sit there and cheer and stuff. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You can put it that way. <laughs> yeah. But this is cool. I mean, I see that it's not really a small film. I mean, you guys have like reviews from USA Today and Time Magazine. Yeah, and stuff. it's getting some good press. That's very very cool. Um, so I mean, how do you get? 
you you just send it to these publications and hope that yeah. they'll review them? I think that with the uh, topic, because the topic is such a sensational right. thing, um, it caught on. Right. Um, and when we've released different clips, um, they usually catch on, and then people start contacting us as well. Oh, wow. Um, we made a, I made a short film for the New York Times last week um, that's based on Fight Church, but it's a five-minute piece. Okay. Um, so you can watch that online right now. It's called Pastor with a Punch. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, there's different, you know, then this week we released some clips, and our film actually was released yesterday. So Oh, we, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. The, the fight shirt. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. So it's on iTunes now, it's on Amazon, and on all the, you know, Dish yeah. has it, you know, DirecTV, like every on-demand provider. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool, yeah. man. So you're not playing small time no, anymore. No, we're, yeah. we're uh, trying to get it out there to everybody to see now. And that's it's great, because it's been a couple years, so it's finally, it's finally like, launched into the world and now we'll see how it goes it's yeah it's on the itunes charts right now i've been watching it like i'll probably need a check when we leave here and see (laughs) we've moved up i think we came in at number 95 and now we're up to like 13 so we're like slowly moving up i think hopefully today we'll yeah hopefully today we'll get up you know in the top five or something very cool i mean so that's just in one day right yeah oh wow yeah very good man how long so it took you about two years to make this film yeah two and a half years i think wow and that's you know the, that's not full time. So mm-hmm. you because yeah. you're waiting on this uh, this film in particular. We were waiting on uh, fights to take place, you know, and you'd right. have to wait three right. or four months until that fight would happen. Mm-hmm. One time I flew out to Philadelphia, um, and then the day before, like the the day before the fight, it got canceled. So then it was like, okay, well now we have to wait another four months wow. um, before that next fight, you know. So we were waiting on story to develop, um, but so I was doing all other things along the way. Um, but it, yeah, two and a half years about. So yeah, yeah. and that, you know, I mean, making documentaries is uh, it. It makes sense because it's probably easier to get into, right? You don't have to get get involved with the casting yeah. and scripts, and it's easier and to start. Like I think it's right. harder to once you get into it. It's very hard to you know. It's much harder to edit a documentary than it is to edit a narrative mm-hmm. because once you get into that edit process, you don't have a script, right? Um, so you're trying so to make you're up creating, the story. Yeah, yeah. You make up the story as you yeah. go, as you edit. Exactly. Wow. And you're hoping that things happen. I mean, you don't right. have. You don't have an ending to your story when you start, usually. Right. Um, so you're just kind of hoping that something great happens <laughs> al- along the way. Yeah. And just waiting for that to happen. And like, okay, well, I guess we'll wait till next year. It didn't happen this year. Yeah. Um, so a lot of waiting and, and figuring out that story. It's really, the editing part of the documentary is writing, basically. Right. So. And you guys did that yourselves, so you had it? Um, yeah, I edited it, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, but I, this is my last one that I'm going to edit by myself. <laughs> really? It's yeah. too much, huh? Too much, yeah. Wow. The movie's uh, Fight Church. Uh, the tagline is Punch Thy Neighbor. And uh, a documentary about MMA fighting. Um so, yeah, and this is funny. There's a picture here of this guy with this big cross on his back and everything. So, so yeah, I would imagine there is, that would be some controversy in the church as far as people doing this. And that's what you wanted to find out. Right. That's what you wanted to pursue. I mean, do these guys ever have any pressure to stop this? Um, yeah, I think I think there's been pressure. I mean, some of them, not that much. I think the people that they're around and the people that go to their church... Um, like it, otherwise they wouldn't be there. Um, right. So you know, but they've they've taken some, they've definitely taken some punches, you know, so to speak. Um, right. That people definitely don't like what they do. Right. I mean, just read the the YouTube comments on our uh, on some of our videos, and you'll really? see you'll see that. <laughs> do they do these pastors that do 
like the cod counting and the fighting, do they have a different outlook on how they feel about the religion or just life? Can you, do, are they a bit more edgy than, say, more um, other pastors that don't do this kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, definitely more edgy. I mean, that's um, what I like about them is that they're they're not just sticking with the tradition they've been taught. They're actually going out and you know, they're exploring things and they're mm-hmm. like, Hey, I really like doing this. Let's, let's see if, you know, how that relates to my, to my ministry. I, I, I don't, you know, I personally feel like sometimes I wish that they, they would just keep them a little more separated. Like, I don't think we need to have a justification or they need to have a justification for, um, everything they do. Like if they like to play golf, I don't think they need to say, well, Jesus would have been a golfer. Like, I think <laughs> right. they can just say, What would like, Jesus do? <laughs> yeah. I think it's nice to just be able to say, like, well, I really enjoy golf. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I think because it's controversial, they're forced to make more, um, you know, to, to, to make more explanations for why they do and back it up with, with the Bible and stuff like that because, right. of, the, because of the controversial nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, very cool. So uh, what's next for you? Um, doing that ESPN bowling film. Uh, oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then we're doing some other some other cool stuff too. I'm I've got a, a film coming out in theaters that I produced in November. Um, that's also kind of a a similar topic. It's about uh, these. It's about these ten churches that burned down in East Texas. Oh wow! Um, and it's the investigation into the two guys that did it and trying to figure that all out. And that's that's called Little Hope Was Arson. Oh, wow. Oh, that when did that happen? Yeah. Um, in 2010. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's pretty recent. Yeah, so it's not too, not too long ago, but right. it's, it's a great, yeah, that one's a great film, and it'll, 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 uh, it's going to be on PBS after that. So PBS bought it, but then it's also going to theaters first in, in November, around Thanksgiving. Wow. Yeah. That must feel pretty good when you know these ple- yeah. people are interested no, in your work. because huh? sometimes you get down, you know, we make the project on our own a lot of times, and we put our own money into it, and our own time, and, you know, our blood blood, sweat, and tears, and then you get done and you just hope somebody will like it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, like, the projects I've worked on, I've had, you know, people buy, like, you know, the Holy Rollers, Warner Brothers liked it, and, you know, Lionsgate is taking Fight Church and Netflix, and, you know, and this one with PBS. So, fortunately, there's been that, but I there's been times where you're still waiting to sell it, and you're just, does anybody like this film? Right. Like, and you've mm-hmm. been told no by everybody else out God, there. Yeah, that's terrible, huh? And uh, you're that's just like, well, this hard. film must suck. Like, this yeah. must be, this must be terrible like i've i've wow. made a bad bad film right and then, uh, right and then you get that call the next day and you're like oh phew <laughs> <laughs> i could take a deep breath yeah now. <laughs> yeah i know and i think that's a dil- dilemma that many uh, people in entertainment have or not just entertainment but in art in general where you know you make the art for yourself you know you have that drive to make it mm-hmm. not you know, not trying to figure out if people will buy it or not. Of course, that's different from the movie studios who have to make those business decisions. But as the artist, you don't really care if anybody's going to buy it or not. You have to express yourself, and and that's what happens, you know. And uh, so, so I think that's the way you need to look at it. If people are not interested, well, that's too bad. That's what I wanted to do, and that and now it exists, you know. Yeah, it's and it's finding that balance though too of still making a project that I really like that I think will be marketable. Marketable, you know, right? Um, because I, I really do. 
I really I won't be involved in a project that I'm not going to enjoy doing. Right. Um, but I also have to know there's some audience out there or some market for it when it when it that's gets true. Done. Yeah. So, I mean, you obviously need to pay off your bills yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah. My my kids <laughs> yeah. need to eat. Oh, so. the investment. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, you seem pretty young. So you have kids already? And yeah, everything? we have two kids. And, really? Yeah, three and five year old. Oh wow, um, very cool. How long have you been married? Then? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you not married? Oh, okay. No, I'm married. I'm married. Okay. I, but we've, we've been time. married for like 13 years now. Oh, wow. So, so um, you waited a while for the kids. Yeah. Yeah, you got married pretty young, yeah. did you say? Yeah. Wow. I'm getting old now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, maybe you'll play the field after the kids yeah. have grown. <laughs> the, now, finally, uh, just before we go, do you want to... Um, uh, like tell us about the producers really quick sure yeah um i mean eben is eben kospar he he started the the project him and his partner joe uh they they have a company called film harvest and uh he's the one that actually found this story to Mm. begin with and then he brought the documentary to a couple documentary to doc directors and asked you know daniel if he would do it and then i got on board after that so but yeah, he they have a lot of you know they've been making features for a while now. So they really? they they made one called The Hammer that was also a, it was a it was a fighting based film, but it's a it's a narrative film about a deaf fighter um, oh, wow. that uh, makes it makes it to the you know professionals. Right. So. Wow, that's pretty cool. And uh, so you're gonna make a, a movie on bowling. What uh, did you do? You have an angle or anything? Yeah, it's just a uh, it's the it's the bad boy of bowling. It's the it's a it's a little uh, it's a little documentary about this guy Pete Weber, uh-huh. uh, and he's uh, yeah he's he's kind of um, a controversial figure in the in the bowling world. Really, if there is such a thing. Yeah, I mean, oh, how can it be controversial yeah. in bowling? You know? <laughs> he's one of the best bowlers you know to ever play the oh, game. Oh, really? Um, but he's also a fiery uh, fiery guy. He's oh, a great okay. character. He's uh, He's uh, and he's you know he I I'm just starting on that film but it it's looking like it's going to be a lot of fun. Cool, cool. Awesome. And the Fight Church, how long uh, a, mo- a movie is that? How long is it? Uh, Fight Church? Is, I think it's like eighty three minutes or something. Oh I wow! So you have like now. full feature, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of time to film. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hopefully, it keeps your attention. I think most people have said it does. So. Uh, very cool. Uh, I'm excited yeah. to watch it. Yeah, check yeah. it out on, on iTunes especially. We're trying to drive up those charts uh, today and tomorrow. There yeah. you go. Yeah, go to iTunes. Also, if you want to find out, find out more about behind the scenes, go to fightchurchfilm.com, and you can find out more about Brian and, and the rest of the crew there. And, uh, well... Um, you brought us a DVD also. I'm going to definitely watch this, man. Now if, it's st- like, if you can find your DVD player. Yeah, now it's fascinating to me. But Or just get it from iTunes and yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, thanks for All the me. best to you. Congratulations thanks. on the film. just came out yesterday. Yeah, thanks a lot. And... Uh, yeah, you'll do well. I mean, so th- that chart you you uh, cited to, for us—that's like documentary. It's a documentary chart, chart yeah. Okay, so I've been good. watching that and seeing. Yeah, well, going up to thirteen in one day is not a bad deal let's at all. At, let's yeah. see if we're at twelve after this, right. after this interview. Are we li- we're live right now, right? Yeah. Okay, let's check. Uh, <laughs> and, well, we do have to go, but uh, I wanted to uh, ask you to. Um, when you're done with a bowling film, come back. Sure. We'll talk about that. Yeah. That'll be interesting. You make uh, interesting films. Thank so you very it's much. It's always fun. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right. Well, Brian Storkel, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you. See you tomorrow. For the best in morning radio, tune in to Sam in the Morning with 
Charlotte, only on L.A. Talk Radio.